0: Hello guys and welcome back to the Glow Glow Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Quinn, and Brush is back with me again this week. Um, how's it going, Brush?
1: Yeah, not too bad, mate. Uh, quite good, actually, but probably not for the reasons that you think.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> th- th- this will be our... Weekly Manchester United podcast going forward uh, for the 2022-23 season. We will do at least one show every week, but there will be additional shows as well, including, you know, Champions League shows, special interviews and stuff like that. So uh, looking forward to the, the new season, which is almost upon us now. Uh, pre-season is now at an end. and um, We had the strange scenario of having two pre-season games in one weekend. Um, so firstly, me and Bursch are going to talk about our takeaways from from those two games so we'll start with yesterday's game against real varcano um and in some ways the the lineup in yesterday's game was more exciting because we had the new signings starting we had you know young players starting who we want to see more of and the lineup against atletico on saturday was more of like last season's team <laughs> so you know <laughs> yesterday yeah. it was kind of more exciting
1: in our last talk, I did mention to you that, you know, we'd see McFred and the usual suspects against the Flago. <laughs> Yeah, And that's, and that's pretty much me. what happened, yeah. Um, yeah, like you say, yeah, it was more exciting yesterday, uh, to see some of the younger players than that. Um, obviously some of it was overshadowed by Ronaldo. Um Martinez looked very comfortable. Um, I have to admit I actually missed the game yesterday. I I caught highlights. Um I was I switched over basically because uh, the women's Euros final was on, and that was amazing.
0: Yeah, um, eighty-seven thousand people for the women's Euros final—that's that, that's absolutely tremendous, um, and and a, and a win for the home team. Uh, seems like beating Germany is becoming a habit now for the England team. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, uh, so proud of the girls. Uh, it was an amazing, amazing uh, evening, and yeah, I just think it's inspired the whole country. So. Hopefully they'll, uh, you know, keep this kind of attention going on during the season, especially with the coverage and stuff as well with the WSL. It's it's brilliant.
0: I imagine a lot of them are going to get teams uh, in in the next owners list. Um, yeah,
1: and then I'll tell you what was great as well. Uh, one or two of the United girls did, did us very proud.
0: Yeah, Alatoon and scoring that terrific lob in uh, in the second half. Yeah. Um, yes, and. Uh, the the Dutch coach of the England team has won back-to-back Euros now with her native land and and England now as well. So there's been a a slight clamour for her to maybe coach a men's team. What what do you think about that? (laughs)
1: Listen, over Southgate, yes, please.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I've seen seen a few people saying that on Twitter now. (laughs) Southgate Uh, isn't particularly popular with the fans. No,
1: no, I mean, you know, in certain circles... call him waistcoat Ollie. <laughs> Last summer, Carl, you'll remember how depressing our Europa League final was. Watching the Euros uh, men's final, it was uh, it was deja vu for us United fans. Um, yeah. it, was, it was almost identical. It was just shocking. Uh, you know, late substitutions, not really doing anything. Um, and we've got the best flair players of a generation and it's being wasted on this manager.
0: Yeah, he's uh, he's he's just like Ollie, being a bit, a bit of a nearly man, he makes semi-finals and finals and, and not getting over the line. And his, his yeah. tactics are called into question, substitutions, like you mm-hmm. say. So, yeah, there are, there are similarities there. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> um, So before we continue, uh, everyone, please subscribe to the podcast and um, give us a wee like on the video and comment your thoughts down below. Um, so one of my first takeaways from yesterday was the performance of Garnaccio. Um somebody made a TikTok um like of a highlights reel of Ganache's performance and compared him to Prime Hazard. Obviously, that's a bit strong at the moment, <laughs> but uh, I can see why that person was making that comparison because he has a similar style of play to Eden Hazard. He's very, very direct, he goes at people, and um, he creates chances for for his teammates, um, and just have eight hundred exciting players, he gets bums off seats as soon as he picks up the ball. So uh, just looking at him, you know, playing when the have Cup last season, being the star of the show there, and um, not looked out of place in United's first team during preseason. I'm not saying I want him to be part of United's starting eleven, but I would like him to see be part of the core group. That's you know that he's at least on the bench every week, and I think he could be a terrific option as an impact sub uh, this season. So, what's your thoughts on it, Dan Brush?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um You know, um, especially with how slow we're moving in the market as well, I think it's clear to see that we're going to be short on arrivals. And most people looking at our squad as well will see it. You know, if we get an injury, say, to Rashford or Sancho, we're kind of lacking. So, you know, uh, having the likes of Garen come through and to just have him on the bench would be great.
0: Definitely. At his age, it might be a bit much to ask him, to, to be starting for United every week, yeah. Um,
1: but, uh, but with the uh, games coming thick and fast this season as well, you know, once the Europa kicks in, I think you know there'll be plenty of opportunities for a lot of these young players to really make their mark. And the thing with young players as well, you know, they play with no fear.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's such such an exciting talent. Um, and ideally, um, we'll see how it transpires. Um, I think things are, are looking up for the young players because. Ten Hag is a Dutch coach uh, and all Dutch coaches seem to love uh, throwing youngsters in the deep end. So it's going to be probably going to get some of the youngsters are going to get probably going to get loads of chances this season. Garnaccio might be number yeah. one in terms of that. Um, so ideally, the way I, I wanted to, to work out for Granacho this season is for him to be. Um coming off the bench in league games when we're drawing or behind and starting the League Cup games and potentially starting in the Europa League, uh, would you go along with that?
1: Yeah, pretty much as an impact sub. You know, in the league, you'd like to see him get at least sort of 15, 20 minutes here and there, see what he can do. Uh Carabao Cup, yes. Those are the kind of matches where a lot of the youngsters should be given a starting berth.
0: Definitely. I, I don't... I'd be amazed if he doesn't start the Carabao Cup games, um, at the very least. Um, yeah. So, you know, I wouldn't go as far as to say that he's as good as Wayne Rooney at his age, but I mean, he's not too far away from that, is he? He just oh, I don't know at this level.
1: (laughs) I don't know about that just yet. Rooney was very special. Uh, I think it's only looking back at it now that I can truly appreciate the talent that he was. I don't think I quite appreciated it as much at the time.
0: Yeah, but people, people who did say that, you know, that Rooney would not be appreciated until he retires and, mm. and that's the way it's kind of turned out. Yeah,
1: um, yeah, because you, you remember that goal against Arsenal, right, Evan, when he was 16, when he first burst onto the scene. And yeah, it's incredible.
0: Yeah, and, you know, anyone who knows me knows I'm a huge uh, Wayne Rooney fan. Um, uh, you know, some people were turned off him after the transfer request in 2010, but I uh, stuck by him. Um, people... for, me,
1: for, for me, the second one pissed me off. The first one I could understand because I know at the time it seemed like he was holding the club to ransom, but at the same time, from his perspective, you know, we'd lost Ronaldo, we'd lost Tevez, and instead of getting proper replacements for them, you know, we had the likes of uh, Michael Owen on a free transfer who got the number seven shirt. We you saw like Bebe and Obertan arrive. Uh, I'd have been asking questions too.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the way I felt at the time. And, and the second one, I think, was it. Fergie was retiring that summer and he, he seemed as if he was getting his own back on Rooney and was leaving him out of big games against Real Madrid and stuff like uh, that. I,
1: I think had had Fergie continued, I think he would have been sold in 2013.
0: Yeah, I think uh, potentially Fergie holds a bit of a grudge against him for what happened in 2010. But uh, mm. um, so I suppose it doesn't matter anymore. Um, you know, You know, these things get forgotten about, you know, and years going by. Rooney will be remembered for being, you know, United's top goal scorer of all time, assuming that record stays. But um, he'll remember for being a great player. He won everything with United, you know. In time, you know, people tend to get forgiven by most supporters. Um, Even it's been argued that, you know, a lot of the fans are getting peed off of Ronaldo right now um, for wanting to leave the club a second time. because some people have made the argument that in his first three or four seasons at United, he was very inconsistent that the club stuck by him. And now when the club needs Ronaldo, he, he wants to leave again. And um, There was a section of the fans yesterday that were booing him at Old Trafford. Um, but it, it has been argued that in time, he will be forgiven as well. Um, do, do you think that will be the case? Uh,
1: I mean, I have to split it up into two. So the first uh, stint that he had with us I mean, you have to remember, he was a very, very young uh, prospect when he came to us, and he basically developed into the player that he became at our club. So, you know, the first three seasons, it was just him getting up to a certain level, and then the following three is when he really started to flourish. And obviously, he won the Ballon d'Or before moving on. Um, that was a different circumstance though when he moved on the first time round. You know, he's a kid from Portugal. I'm sure he grew up watching Spanish football. Uh, obviously the language, uh, the culture, everything appealed to him. And obviously, Real Madrid, you know, one of the biggest clubs in the world. Um, So, yeah, it was a different situation at that time. This time round, what what do I make of this? He's 37 years old. He's pretty much accomplished everything there is to accomplish in the game. Um, This is just disrespect as far as I'm concerned. Um, You know, no player is bigger than the club. And the way he's acting uh, is quite petulant.
0: Yeah, and, and, and yesterday he appeared to leave the ground before the game was over. Um, what did you make of that?
1: Yeah, loads of people have been talking about this, especially on social media and stuff. I don't really know, uh, to be honest. I don't know because I've had loads of um, contradictory things. There's been some people saying that, oh, you know, he had Ten Hag's uh, permission to leave. There's other reports saying that he actually left when he was supposed to leave. I don't really know. Um, To be fair, at this point, I'm not that invested in it. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, He's obviously made it clear that he doesn't want to be here. If they can find a way out of it, then cool. If not, then he's going to have to do what Harry Kane done, come under the transfer window and just get on with it like he did last year.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's that big of a deal. But unfortunately, Ronaldo's going to be the story until he leaves. Um,
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, maybe if he's still around after the window shuts, it'll, it'll cool off a wee bit. But uh, uh, when, while the window's open, we're going to constantly hear Ronaldo's stories every single day of the week. Absolutely.
1: Especially because uh, because of what happened last year. Because, you know, there was at Juventus, he put out statements and stuff as well. Uh, he even played in the first game of the season. Uh, he came on as a sub, uh, scored that goal that was given offside. Um, and then he moved to us. So, you know, anything can happen. So until the window slams shut, this is going to be ongoing, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, and supposedly he's willing to go to Sporting Lisbon now. And all that does is tell me that he just wants to stay ahead of Messi in the Champions League goal-scoring charts. I mean,
1: he is ahead of Messi. He's already ahead of Messi. I don't, I can't see Messi catching him whilst at PSG. Uh, he's more of a creator there than a finisher. Um, it's, it's real random to me <laughs> if that's the reason he wants to go just so he gets six group games in which he can stat pad
0: that's, yeah. that sounds crazy Do you see if Sport and Lisbon are in the Champions League Man United are in the Europa Conference League every single player apart from him would, would rather be played for Man United than Sport and Lisbon even if we even if they were in the Champions League and we weren't but for some reason it's all about his stats when it comes to Ronaldo um, he seems to care more. He's always he, we all knew that anyway, but we didn't know the extent of it. That he's more interested in his own individ, individual but see in, in
1: terms of that stuff, though, Carl. I don't, um I don't blame him per se because you need to know the product that you're you're buying, and this has always been Ronaldo. Uh, we've seen it, especially more so at Real Madrid. We saw this that you know, he is about the stats. He wants to be the main man. He wants to score the goals. Uh, he wants those accolades. Um, so, yeah, I don't know why we're surprised by it now.
0: Well, the, the, the problem is Ronaldo's not 23 anymore. He's nearly 38. <laughs> uh, and I don't think he realises that. Um, yeah. Potentially, he's been told by Ten Hag that he's not going to start every single game. And that might be another reason why he wants to leave.
1: He shouldn't be starting every single game. He's 37 years old. Uh, a player like him... Uh, should be used sparingly and in the right situations.
0: Yeah, and he, and for any... I suppose it was obvious that any club he took him on at this age and he reaches a point where the manager is not going to use him in every game, but Ronaldo is, has such a massive egotist, he's never going to accept a bench rule, then he becomes unmanageable and that's what really we're seeing right now.
1: But that's... Uh, it's, it's kind of crazy if you ask me because, you know even any great player you know age you can't you cannot reverse the aging process and you need to adapt uh in order to have a long career you know players before him have done it look at zlatan he's not playing week in week out at ac milan
0: no he's not um but i think uh, as, as you no know, stupid as it sounds i think zlatan is Slightly more realistic about his uh, abilities at, at at forty than uh, <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo at thirty eight. Um, Ronaldo still thinks that he's a I know a twenty eight year old you know, striker for Real Madrid. Um, you know it's just not reality that he's living in. Um, but it's obviously just about his own record as well, and he's, he's obviously obviously no chance of adding to his Champions League goals this season. Um, it just tells me everything I need to know that. He's willing to go to a team in the Champions League who's no chance of winning it, rather than playing in the, the Europa League for United. So clearly, it's just he's all about himself. But we knew that anyway.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Do you think pff, uh, resending him was possibly a, a mistake? Um, I know, I know, he's the top goal scorer last season. Yeah. But did the rest of the team seem to suffer as a result of him coming in? I mean,
1: you know, for, for me, it wasn't really a footballing decision. Uh, you know, that wasn't the main reason that we brought him back. I think. The Glazers looked at that deal and they saw a surefire way to make up for any and all of our COVID losses because he is such a colossal uh, marketing tool.
0: And that is exactly why they don't want to move him on right now. Um, they yeah. probably sold bag loads of CR7 shirts. Um, oh, absolutely.
1: Or- the, the new shirt, I mean, he's, you know, he's still advertising it if you go to the club store. All the uh, the Ronaldo number seven matches there available.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, but he, he, we're at, so we're at basically in a situation again where the board want to keep a player that doesn't want to be there for commercial reasons and is hindering the manager, and um, from getting on with his job. You know, like Tin you know, Hog I just I just uh, realized yesterday that. Tin Hag has only just taken over United, you know, what, two mm-hmm. months now, and he's already in the middle of the two biggest transfer sagas in in, in this transfer window, whilst he's under pressure to try and catch you no know, Liverpool and Manchester City or streets ahead, but because of the size of the club he's at, he's under pressure to catch them. And already he has to deal with the Ronaldo saga and the De Young saga. So it's welcome to Manchester United, Eric. Um you don't get this type of thing happening to you at Amsterdam
1: you know a sink or swim time and we've chucked him in at the deep end
0: yeah i certainly have but that's what he wanted yeah. Um, yeah yeah i'll tell
1: you what though i'll tell you what um i'm happy that it was yesterday that he played and not the day before um because i think that was eric's way of letting him know uh where he sees him at this
0: moment in time yeah definitely but it also could have been you know uh uh, fitness uh, issue as well because he's like yeah. he's hardly trained the, the summer and he was only ever going to play forty five minutes and whereas Eric was stuck with the majority of the team against uh, the start of the game against the Thetico they they played most of the game that was the plan I think
1: yeah that was the thing isn't it because th- th- those are the players that you know that really did everything on the preseason tour
0: so yeah I, I, it's hard to know where this is going to go if let's hope that he goes, um, and, and everyone's happy with the that result. Probably not the Glazers, but fuck them. Um, I mean,
1: I'm quite easy on the situation, to be fair. If he goes, then obviously, you know, it clears up wages, and it means that we can move ahead a bit sooner. Um, if he does stay, then I do think there's still a use for him. So, you know, it's not the end of the world, provided he fixes but, up his attitude.
0: Yeah, if, if, if he picks up his attitude and he knuckles down and and yeah and gets to see him out of goals last season they'd be a useful asset but if he's strappy about not starting games and Martial starting ahead of him or yeah. whatever and he's he sitting on the bench sulking and the, the the camera's constantly zooming in on him as he sulks um, that's not going to be helpful to, to the manager in his first season uh,
1: yeah but that's you know that's that that's guaranteed to happen, isn't it? Even last season, you know, one or two times when he got subbed, like all the attention was on that.
0: Yeah. Um, I just hope it gets, it gets resolved and, and everybody's happy with the outcome. Yeah. You know? And, um, I think United will definitely have to sign a striker if they let him go, because, you know, we seen, uh, on Saturday, Sancho wasn't available due to illness. And then Alanga comes in, um, Rashford and Marseille didn't quite have neither of them had a great game on Saturday mm. and all of a sudden a longer Rashford-Marseille looks looks a bit average doesn't it um, when you take when Sancho out of the equation oh, so, oh,
1: oh, oh, we very light when you really look at it and you know, Marseille's had a horrendous injury record as well uh, over the years, so yeah uh, very very light if anything happens to him as well, we're in big trouble
0: So it looks as if we're we're after Benjamin Sisko Um, he looks like, but potentially could be the new Haaland. That's what people are saying. Um, he's
1: he's that... he's early Haaland without the goals. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. Yeah. So, but it's both. He's he's worth a punt. Um, if it's twenty or thirty million, because if you allow him to go to Dortmund in a year's time, mm. uh, he's going to be a hundred million pound player then. Um. Yeah. If he it's... if he if he does well. It...
1: In an ideal world, he's the kind of signing that I would like to make now, but then potentially send him back out on loan to aid his development. Um, but you know, with the way things are at our club at the moment, it but, might be a case that we have to just chuck him in if he it, comes.
0: We were we were short of numbers up front when Marcel was signed at nineteen, and he mm. had to go straight into the first team. And um, Martin's going to be the same if we sign Cisco in this window. And um, I think he'll have to not not necessarily the start number nine, but I think he's going to be. No part of the the first team plan straight away because we're yeah. just so short on numbers.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: um yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Matt Smith says Ronaldo is a baby. Um. I think we <laughs> we knew that twenty years ago. Um. Okay. So another couple of takeaways from yesterday uh, was because I think Christian Eriksen's been tremendous so far. Uh, I think he featured mm. in both games actually uh, over the weekend. Um. His corner taken is the first thing that stands out right away. What about Maguire again? You know, t- perfect corner f- from uh, Christian Eriksen. Maguire is totally unmarked, with six yards out, and he somehow puts it wide of the post. <laughs> he does this again and again for United. Yet if it's England against San Marino or Albania, it's back on the net. I just don't understand this. Do you? Yeah,
1: no, no comment. I just I don't know where we go. I don't know where we go with him. Honestly, uh, you know, if yeah. if we could if we could, I I would sell him. Um, but yeah, we're just stuck with him, aren't we, for at least another season? <laughs> Definitely, yeah. It's, it's one to revisit.
0: It, it, looking at, I know it's only a couple of preseason games, but looking at the way Arickson's performing, he's really knocking on the door to start that Brighton game now, yeah, I, I, and I certainly wouldn't mind that at all.
1: Yeah, neither would I. Um, uh, Donny's an interesting one, because I saw him getting criticised by a lot of people. But when I actually saw the highlights back and his actual movement and one two touch passing, I actually just think he's a very intelligent footballer. I didn't see too much wrong with what Donny did.
0: Yeah, I think he does a lot of good work off the ball and, yeah. and shows a lot of leadership in midfield. I think he suits a real high tempo as well. Uh, that yeah, kind of one touch football. And um, when the game the games kind of slowed down a bit, it doesn't really suit him.
1: Yeah, and I'd like him a bit further forward. But again, if our midfield was fixed, I think maybe Donny would get that freedom to go up a bit.
0: And just like we said uh, earlier in the show about yesterday's team being more exciting than Saturday's, I mean, the midfield of Garner, Donny and, and Christian Eriksen was arguably more exciting than McFred and Fernandez. to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, yeah. and And I wouldn't mind... You know them three starting against Brighton, but obviously it's probably not going to happen. And um, but but just speaking of Garner, I thought he was tremendous as well yesterday. And then I seen someone else bring up the point: what what on earth do Fred and McTominay? What can they do that Garner can't do? And the answer is nothing, in my opinion. So <laughs> there's no reason why Garner shouldn't start ahead of them too, I suppose the only difference is that they've got f- more first time experience at United than what he does. Other than that, they don't offer anything more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm going to defend Fred here. I think Fred unfairly gets chucked in as part of this McFred duo. Um, last season, I was quite impressed with him. Uh, aside from Ronaldo and De Gea, he was probably our third best player. And, you know, if you use him correctly and if he can make those marauding runs and get forward a lot more, um, yeah, he's a, he's a tidy player. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but he can go from the sublime to the ridiculous in the same game. Um, he, he can produce really good moments, and then he do something really silly, like giving the ball away at the edge of his own box.
1: Yeah, but that's the thing you don't want to. You don't want to give the ball to Fred in our own half. <laughs> Especially, you know, it's, it's a habit that Maguire has as well, where he passes to Fred when when Fred's got like two people around him. It makes no sense, and then he's under pressure. He loses the ball, and then it all just goes downhill.
0: Yeah. Um. If Fred has to play, he's better being higher up the pitch than yeah. than, than playing in in the deeper role. Um, yeah, he's definitely got more of a skill set than McTominay. if I'm being absolutely honest, I don't, I don't dislike Scott McTominay as a as a, as a person. Of course not. I don't even know him, but as a player, <laughs> as a player, I'm just bored of him now. I think that's the best way I can describe it. I'm just bored. yeah,
1: that, that that's what it is. I think um you know, obviously there's a certain leeway that homegrown players get. Um, had we signed him from somewhere else, I think he would have been out the door by now.
0: Yeah, and and the comparisons with Dorn Fletcher is very flattering as well. Um, I think yeah. Fletcher's a far better player than what he is. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and People make the mistake of thinking he's a youngster. He must be nearly 26 now. He's he's, yeah,
1: yeah, that, that's the thing. So with McTominay, I mean, there's two camps of people. Um, either there's ones that think that he's absolute trash and he should be in League One, or there's ones that talk about him as if as if he's some up and coming 19 year old with the world at his feet he's 25 years old going on 26 like what he is as a player now is pretty much what you're going to get out of scott
0: yeah definitely i don't think he's got any more gears to go up no, at this point
1: no it's just one of those where you know he says the right things uh he's you know he's come up through the academy so people love that about him and that's about it really um he can put a shift in now and again but you know, if you're seriously wanting to compete for the highest honors, then players like him can only play a bit part.
0: Yeah, I think he needs to be phased out uh, over the course right. of the next season or two. Um, so, the, the back four yesterday was very interesting. um, um Varan, Martinez for the first time, and Alex Teles. Surprise, surprise! Alex Teles was at fault for the Real Farcano goal. Right. Um, He's seemingly on the way out now, according to Fabrizio. And um, there, there's two or three offers on the table. It would probably be a loan due to his high wages. Um, obviously, that's not ideal. But yeah. um, you know, we just want we, want we want to see him moved on because we've got four left backs at the club, and, and he's just simply not good enough at this point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, hopefully we, we we get ourselves down to two two left backs, uh, Malasaya and Shaw, and see Brandon Williams moved to Brighton, uh, which he was linked with last week, and uh, Alex was um to Sevilla or, or whoever's interested. But I, I really was impressed from what I've seen. What I've seen from Varane and Martinez yesterday, Martinez just slotted in perfectly. Um, just look, he looked solid. He looked good on the ball.
1: He almost <laughs> uh, got an assist as well. Uh, very silky passing. Um, yeah, and
0: that's what we expected from him.
1: Yeah, yeah, and he got
0: stuck in as well. <laughs> well you'd expect that from an Argentinian. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, so definite definite Mascherano vibes with some <laughs> of the stuff he was doing. Um so I yeah, love a bit of that because um yeah, who doesn't? Uh we haven't had a bit of that since uh, since Ander Herrera left.
0: He says that his inspiration was Gabriel Heinze. Um I'm not sure that's the the correct thing to be saying. <laughs> do, do
1: you know? What? I think. Do you know? What? I think people forget that he was our player of the year before infamously trying to buy himself out of the contract and trying to move over to Liverpool.
0: Yeah, but that's uh, what he's remembered for now. Well, yeah,
1: yeah, that yeah. It's not too many that would try that. Mm.
0: No, um, so, Varane. Uh, sometimes he gives the ball away, but you know we know as a defender. You know, he's probably our best. Um, And, and, you know, I mean, his record really did prove that. We just haven't seen the best of him yet at Manchester United. We we just need him to stay
1: fit. Yeah. That's the main thing. If he can stay fit, then, you know, he will perform.
0: If, if 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 my choice is Maguire and then or or Varane and Martinez, I know what I'm choosing ten times out of ten.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, ba- Bailly, I think is uh well, I I hear that Roma are interested, so yes, he mm. may depart as well. Ethan Laird was one I was a tad surprised by. I thought we might keep him in the squad, um, and just give him a chance maybe ahead of Wan-Bissaka. um, but it looks like he's going to Watford.
0: Yeah, but after his performance yesterday, could Ten Hag change his mind because mm. he didn't like he didn't look out of place yesterday at all. Um, no,
1: and honestly, like you know, Dalo needs some kind of competition, and I'm not sure if Wan-Bissaka is the guy for that.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think Wan-Bissaka is going to fit into Ten Hag's plans because he he loves you know, attacking fullbacks that get yeah. very high up the pitch, and um, so that's a no go. Um. Uh, I wouldn't let Lear go to Watford unless we're going to sign someone. Um,
1: yeah. But... Uh, there have been rumors of uh, of Dumfries, but I don't know how much truth there is in that. It might be one of those where, you know, the papers have just put two and two together because he's Dutch.
0: Dumfries has now been linked with Chelsea heavily. Um, mm. So I don't know. Why oh, then, he goes. they've got, they've got James. Well,
1: I don't. Y- yeah, that makes no sense either. And plus, if they are now linked to him, then, you know. He's probably going to end up at Barcelona now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, I think they're just going to sign just about everyone in Europe before this window's over.
1: <laughs> oh, it's crazy! The amount of things they're selling off as well in order to make these sign-ins and to register players is crazy.
0: Do you know it's, what? It's got Legion Edit written all over it. It's
1: it's literally it's like the biggest gamble in footballing history. Like we could really see. A big European giant just crumbled before our eyes.
0: Yeah, I mean they're given they're given away a big chunk of their future profits. Yep. Uh, in exchange for building a team now. Yeah, you know if this doesn't go to plan, they don't don't win all the trophies that they expect to win and get the get the. Re- you know, even if they do achieve, you know, this what they were on course to do pre pandemic was to achieve, you know, a, a turnover over a billion pounds a year the first club to do that even if they reach that mark they're just gonna be giving it away now to yeah to pretty much equity. and they need yeah. to six they need to
1: not only do they need to be successful they need to sustain that consistently in order to dig themselves out of this hole uh but yeah i, I just don't see how they do it it's crazy yeah
0: i think this guy is just he's going to destroy the club. Um, was it Joan Laporta? Or yeah, yeah.
1: One La Porta, yeah, yeah. Juan
0: Laporta, yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's crazy stuff, but none of our business, really. The only reason mm. why we're interested is because of Frankie Dion. Jong. Mm. Um, well,
1: to be fair, I've never been a fan of the man. Uh, mainly because uh, he gazumped us to the signing of Ronaldinho. When he first came into power He basically won the election uh, With the promise that he would bring David Beckham uh, To the club But then Becks obviously chose Real Madrid over them because Barcelona weren't That great at the time And then they switched their attention to Ronaldinho who was pretty much Old Trafford bound
0: Yeah I remember that but then we ended up With Cristiano Ronaldo and the rest of history Mm. Um... (laughs) But what a
1: player though
0: Yeah, I know he's probably the most exciting player to watch that that I yeah. can remember. Um Yeah, so, you know, the centre-back pairing yesterday is definitely the one that I would prefer, if, ideally, but I'm being realistic, Uh we're only going to get one of them probably starting alongside Maguire, if we're lucky. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the midfield will be against Brighton. Um Eriksen really is putting pressure on now to get himself into that team. Um yeah, I'd love to see McFrey had been broken up. Um ideally take the out of the team and bring in either Garner or Erickson. Um there's no reason why we can't play you know two attacking midfielders at home to Brighton. You know, we we no. shouldn't show them that much respect. We need to go out there and put on performance for the home crowd in our first game of the new season, you know the last thing we want to do is start off another season with McFray in the middle of the park. I mean, that's Solskjaer era exactly. stuff. We need to move yeah, on now.
1: Exactly. Especially against these teams in the lower half of the table. You need to go and, you know, make a statement.
0: Yeah, definitely. And we owe them one after that 4-0 thrashing mm. at the end of last season.
1: Oh, Kukurela was running riot. I have nightmares about that now still.
0: Yeah, it looks like Chelsea and City are, are, are fighting it out for him at the moment. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I just so- hope that that leads to brandon williams going
0: there yeah well fingers crossed um, not that i have anything against brandon williams mm. but um he's certainly he's not united quality and 15 uh, million is really he, good do
1: yeah exactly me either I, I wish the kid all the best i just think yeah 15 million is a very good good price range for him
0: definitely uh, i wouldn't have expected that at the start of the summer and mm. um, so just going back to the ethical game briefly um fred was sent off in that game um it was a bit of a tasty-looking challenge. Um, he's been sent off before, as we know, against PSG in the Champions League. Um, which,
1: oh, the PSG one was silly. Yeah. That I kind of blame Oli for that. It was just very yes. naive. It he was very naive on his part.
0: Everyone in the stadium, everyone at home, could see he was going to get yeah. a second yellow, apart from Solskjaer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, the, you know, the, like I said earlier, the front three of Alanga, Martial, and Rashford certainly. Doesn't whet the appetite, especially when Rashford and Martial aren't on it. Rashford was, he's just back to his old self again, you know, taking people on down the left hand side, beating players, and then just blasting the ball straight at the goalkeeper. Uh, Yeah. Just just look up and pick someone out. I mean, something so selfish.
1: Decision making's always let him down, but that's, you know, it's not an aspect that I can see him really improving on. He's had this issue for years.
0: Definitely, and it's it's worrying that it hasn't gone away with age. And mm. hopefully, Ten Hag can improve that. But like I say, we're, we're we're so short in numbers up front. You know, you know, if Ronaldo's not going to stick around. Then what have we got? Sancho, Martial, and Rashford. You know, Martial and to a lesser extent Sancho have injury problems. Um, Rashford is so inconsistent. Uh, Alanga, i uh, doubts whether he's good enough or, for this level. So we yep. really need to get one or two players in you know, as soon as we can. Most
1: definitely. And I just feel that we've wasted this entire window chasing a guy who, by all accounts, from the very beginning, has been very reluctant to come to us.
0: Yeah. Um, it's, it seems as if... Frankie de Jong, also you're talking about? Um, yeah, It seems as if what happened... It, was it last year or the year before? He signed an, a two-year extension with Barcelona, but he... Essentially, he took a, a weed deduction, but he wasn't going to lose out on any money. It would just be paid over a longer period of time. Yeah. But before he leaves, he wants that. He wants that. But this is paid. where
1: Barcelona have been very shrewd and very clever because mm-hmm. it's not a typical deferral where you just pay yeah. him what he's owed, what he's missed out on. The way they structured it was they re- restructured the contract. So he only now gets paid if he stays on. So, yeah. you know and they yeah. don't want to pay that at all they just want to get rid of him uh, very sneaky um but from a business point of view i can <laughs> i can kind of see both sides
0: the yeah the way they're looking at it is if if he leaves then he's breaking the contract and they don't yeah yeah
1: because that yeah well then that contract's ended hasn't it so once you agree in terms of a new club that's it that's no longer their problem is what they're thinking
0: yeah probably Morally, morally he's right, but legally, they're probably right. So, yeah, yeah, no, that's
1: the thing. Like, you know, yeah, morally, they're definitely uh wrong, and it's and he's not the only one, by the way. They they owe a fair few players uh quite a bit of money,
0: yeah. And there's no way he wants to stay there now, no matter what the public stance is, the way they're treating him. You know, nobody Mm. would want to stay with their employer that was trying to get them out and, and go about it in a very underhanded way. Um, yeah, I think by August 31st, he will be a Manchester United player. I'll be amazed if he's not, that some kind of compromise will be struck there, I think. Mm. Um, we'll
1: have to wait and see. Um, it's a bit of a losing situation for us, though, because even if he does come, I reckon the final cost will be so high that I just hope that the weight of expectation doesn't, doesn't ruin it, because I can see a potential Pogba-type situation, you know, um, where, especially in the media as well, a lot of pundits, where they won't really understand his role or what uh, Ten Hag wants of him. And they'll look at the price tag and they'll look at the wages and they'll expect him to do, you know, A, B and C uh, every
0: other game. Mm, yeah, he's not a player who's going to get loads of goals and assists. No. He's a, he's a player that's absolutely admired by all the fellow professionals. They all can see... Yeah, that, can, yeah that's
1: that's the thing. Like, you know, but we live in an era of stats now, don't we? So it is possible mm. to have a good game without a goal nor assist. But if you look at the socials or the me- or the mainstream media, it's uh, it's difficult to see that.
0: Well, you would you would hope that uh, studio analysts like Keane and Neville mm. will be able to see what he brings to the team, um, and Carragher as well. maybe. But yeah, you, you're going to see if United lose games and, 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 and mm. he's not on top of his game, then he's going to be the first person they'll look to because Pog was not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. That's the thing. I'm sure they'll
1: find somebody else to make a scapegoat. But the thing is that when you actually look at our squad, um, it's lacking so much, especially for what Ten Hag wants to do. Because one of the things we've seen this preseason is uh, the changes he's attempting to make and also the limitations in the players that we have to carry out that task. So that, that's going to be, you know, it's, it's going to be a very slow process to turn that around. And that's going to come with personnel changes. And it's going to take one or two more windows at the very least.
0: Yeah. And the reason why Ten Hag, it seems, doesn't want to settle for an alternative sign like Tielemans mm. is that Tielemans is a totally different player to Franky De Jong. And yeah. Uh, Eric Ten Hag wants De Jong because he fits perfectly into the way uh, Ten Hag wants to play and what he wants from that type of you know, midfielder. Um, Tilman would be a different player altogether. Yeah, so, yeah. Frank, somebody.
1: he's more of a you know, if you want to retain possession, if you want to play a possession based game, he's your
0: guy. Yeah, and you know, he's brilliant at clacking the ball from the defense and uh, starting attacks. Um, he's good at going past people. You yeah, know, he's good in tight areas. Um, he's in fact, he can even fill in as a third center back as well when you're you know you're under the cosh too. Mm-hmm. Um, he's. He just, and is it somebody in the chat here a couple of weeks ago called him a unicorn? Um, <laughs> and he's, he's certainly a, a, a very unique player. There's probably no other player like him at the moment in, in world football. So, and Hag obviously just sees him as the absolute pinnacle of midfielders, and that's why he's, he's willing to wait on him. I think even, even if we don't get him in this window, Ten Hag will go after yeah. him again in every window until he gets him. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. The only thing that irks me is that, you know, whilst this is a pending saga, we're not seeing much anywhere else. Like I don't see why this means that we can't work on other deals.
0: Yeah. Um well there was a point where we didn't sign anyone and we were and and it was a there was talk that we're not gonna we're focusing on De Jong and we're not gonna make any signings till we get him. Which just yeah. as well that that, that 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 they changed their minds on that one. Because...
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I know there's been rumours of Anthony, but honestly, I think we've been priced out of that one. We'll have to wait on that one at least a year and see yeah. and yeah
0: and revisit the situation. Yeah, there's a lot of reliable journalists now are saying that United have cooled their interest, but not, not that not that they're not interested in the player at all it's just that the 100 million euros is just yeah totally it's ridiculous I mean even the 70
1: odd you know that they wanted yeah it's all mad um, had they acted sooner in the window they probably could have got him for probably half of the asking price now
0: yeah I, I, I could see a situation where we're signing Timber in January and Anthony next summer mm. <laughs> <laughs> ideally yeah and yeah, um, the manager needs to be back. What's a, what, I mean? What have we? What's the net spend so far? Like fifty-five million or something? Yeah, yeah,
1: it's, yeah. It's not that high for for a club of our stature. So yeah, it's about fifty odd. You
0: know, it's 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 certainly not been enough uh, Especially when the... you
1: just, especially on paper as well. Carl, when you break down the team, like even with the new signings, when you actually lay it out, you know, you just think, wow, <laughs> we're still so short everywhere. There's there's still so much work to do.
0: Yeah, there's a massive amount of work to do. Even even two new signings, we'd still have a lot of work to do. It's yeah, you know, you know this. The, I would say if we signed a striker, and obviously De Jong, we would have a really strong starting eleven. But the the, the bench and all still looks two weeks. Still an over reliance on on youngsters.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing, and the striker situation is a show. Yeah, that's a difficult one as well for me because Cesco, I think, is a brilliant talent. It ultimately depends on the price, um, and yeah, I just think we'll be throwing him in him in at the deep end. I don't think he's quite ready for this level. It's like I said, it's the kind of signing that I'd like to make in an ideal situation, with a view to loan him back.
0: Yeah. I, I imagine if that one does get over the line, uh, he'll be an impact sub as well and potentially start the odd game. yes yeah. you know, he looks um, like he, he's got great feet as well as a finishing mm-hmm. ability. You no, know, you know what I loved about his goal against Liverpool in that pre season game is the way he opened it. he opened his body up like Van Nistelrooy. That's yeah, a ball a bad thing. And just slots it into the bottom corner. Um, yeah, he's a he certainly looks like he's got talent, but uh, he, he he's one of those players that no, not many night fans had heard of him. And then he mm. scores against Liverpool and suddenly everyone wants him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll wait and see how that one uh, turns out. I could, he could, he'd be one of those players, he's a very tall guy as well. He could yeah. just go some corners and, and, and set pieces. But th- th- this is the
1: kind of signing, I mean, even if we don't manage to get him, this should be a, a long-term target.
0: Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, we should, If he ends up staying at, at, at Salzburg, we should definitely be scouting him and keeping an eye on him. Keeping Absolutely. An eye on his development.
1: Yeah, I think the problem is um from Salzburg, because they're part of the Red Bull group, aren't they? So, you know, yeah. there's already a pipeline there to to Leipzig potentially. Um, and I'm sure one or two of the other Bundesliga clubs will uh will be keeping tabs on him as well.
0: Dortmund. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, yeah. And with the thing with Dortmund, you know, they've already established themselves as the premier destination for young players to go and develop. So they've already got an upper hand in that because they've got a proven track record of helping young players.
0: Yeah, and speaking of, uh, Jude Bynum, I wonder if he'll be back on the shopping list next summer. Mm, oh, I think Liverpool um, will have a oh, higher. <laughs> high, high <laughs> on their
1: shopping list for next summer.
0: <laughs> oh, no. no, no. <laughs> We're never going to win the Premier League ever again. <laughs> Sad times. Um, so Christian, Christian Harkson confirmed that he spoke with Van Gaal, Mourinho and Solskjaer about moving to Manchester United, so it's like fourth time lucky (laughs) Um, I've spoken to every manager who's been here to see what situation was, but I was at Spurs at the time and couldn't see myself playing in another English team I went Mm -hmm. abroad and and went to Inter so this has been been a transfer that's been about 7 or 8 years in the making but finally we're here and he, I, I've, he's a player that I've always, always, rated, always I tell, rated. I
1: tell you what, I remember when he broke onto the scene at like seventeen, back in like oh nine, ten, and I was like, "Wow, this is a player we should keep an eye
0: on." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ajax, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, for Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, every, every player that that Ten Hag has signed so far has got some kind of Dutch connection. Um. Mm. You know, either Ajax or, or farnoid. Um, so we, we pretty much expected that, didn't we? That it, And even De Jong would be the, another one of those. I suppose yeah. Benjamin Sesko would be a break from that. But uh, We've just got a new analyst
1: over from Ajax as well. Um, Kevin right. something or another.
0: Yeah, and, and Ke- Benny Ke- McCarthy. Where did that one come that, from?
1: That <laughs> one was pretty random. Um, I don't know where that came out from. Uh, I hope he's, he's good as a coach. Um, the first thing that came to my mind was his atrocious spell at West Ham where he couldn't stay fit.
0: <laughs> yeah, he went. He was at Blackburn as well, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, oh, he had quite. Yeah, I think. Yeah, his initial sell at Blackburn was decent. Him and Rocky Santa Cruz had a good partnership going under Mark Hughes. But I remember after that, he was at West Ham, and him and Karen Brady got into it. Uh, you know, over his uh, fluctuating weight.
0: Uh, yeah, and obviously he won the Champions League with Porto under Mourinho. I think. That's yeah, and he scored against us in the first leg when they put us out that year. Yeah, yeah. I still blame the referee for that one. Skulls his goal should have been given. Ah, uh, yes, in the second league. <laughs> yeah, all um, traffic. Yeah, but, yeah, he was a, he, he's been a, a coach for, for a while now, um, um, mostly coaching in South Africa, I think. Um, mm. Yeah, so it was, he played for Ajax, Southamico, Porto, Blackburn, West Ham, and Orlando Pirates. And, um, yeah, so he's, I, I didn't really didn't see this one coming. Um, I mean, there's no. Oh no, I suppose there is an IX. Like yeah, again, there's another IX there. And yeah, I, I, listen, I as long as he's
1: qualified for the job and he's got all the right credentials, I'm willing to give him a chance.
0: Yeah, he's going to be. Well, I would say some of our forward players, maybe all Ooh. of them they need some coaching on how to put the ball in the back of the net.
1: I think probably wishful thinking on my part. Ideally, I would have liked Van Persie to come as our striking (laughs) coach.
0: (laughs) I suppose uh, sometimes, obviously, Van Persie is a better player than Benny McCarthy was. But
1: but the thing was, I think, you know, uh, better players don't always make better coaches.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you took the words right in my mouth there. Um, Maybe Benny McCarthy is just better at getting, would be better at getting his matches across. Than than Van Persie, Van Persie's fine. Yeah. Uh, just because he's like a world class striker, uh, played for United doesn't mean that he would yeah, be the true. best person to coach them. But uh, yeah. uh, Ten Hag obviously rates uh, McCarthy's ability as a coach yeah. very highly, um, and his official title is first team coach. You know that's almost like the you know, third person in charge. If you know what I mean, the René mm-hmm. Mullenstein of the of the of the coaching setup. But I thought that was meant to be McLaren. But obviously, maybe there's going to be two of them. Um, but certainly, yeah, uh, it's a huge overhaul of the coaching setup, isn't it? The, I mean, yeah, yeah. The, but, the but these
1: that, but these are the ones that, you know, these are the important changes, the ones that we don't really see, but they could make the biggest impact.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah the only remaining coach is the set-pieces coach under Oli and, and Ranić, um, who came in for a lot of criticism last <laughs> season.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ramsey. Yeah, 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 that one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, especially the fact that it was set pieces and you know the way in which we conceded last season, it was atrocious. And did um, and didn't
0: score a goal from a set piece until March. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, and you wonder why Chelsea let him go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it seems to seems like um, he's rated really very highly in the industry. You think he's very up, mm. up and coming coach? So, like, obviously, Ten Hag. Solskjaer and Ranek obviously know more about him than what we do yeah you know? yeah
1: that's the thing a lot of these people we can only speculate right um, I'll tell you what though I mean they, they told us that Kieran McKenna was up and coming he's now at Ipswich Town
0: yeah and, and seem to be doing pretty well there from from what I can mm. remember um, and he's brought Lee Grant with him as well yeah yeah, yeah. He uh, what a legend a... It is. <laughs> he is a legend <laughs> Uh they suppose it Leaker of the stories on the dressing room i'm not sure that's true or not to be honest
1: uh, i don't know um, about that he, uh well i heard him in an interview and he, he was a nice guy lee <laughs> i mean i'd be a nice guy too if i got paid to just you know train <laughs> train and-, and cheer everyone else on
0: yeah and, and be the fourth official during lockdown he, games yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah no good on him though he spent his time very wisely he was learning a lot you know he got his badges and things so good for him
0: yeah, he done, he done well at United from that point of view. But obviously, I still don't understand the signing or what it was all about. Cause... I
1: mean, yeah, that in itself is a bit random. Um, I just think that we had a policy of, you know, if you have a good game against United in goal, then yeah, we'll just buy you. Because um, <laughs> Lee Grant, I think the best game I've ever seen him play in was against us. Um, Tom Heaton as well, he had an absolutely amazing game against us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but, but you see, when we signed Lee Grant, romero was still there so what was the point yeah
1: that yeah it made no sense oh and the way in which we treated romero as well was disgraceful
0: he's been linked with with the move back to you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i don't know what would possess him to come back uh but yeah yeah he was brilliant for us um yeah
0: yeah we he was you got the nickname of the sack the the, the best substitute goalkeeper in the world <laughs> yeah the best was.
1: substitute yeah
0: yeah, and in in the Europa League in particular, all those seasons we had in the Europa League, he was outstanding in that. Yeah, he was
1: the one that you know that that led us in that Europa League winning season.
0: Yeah, he started in the Europa League final. Yeah, I think he he started in the FA Cup final when Van Halm won the FA Cup as well. I think mm. so. Yeah, he's he, he wasn't bad for a Scottish goalkeeper. Um, he done done pretty well, but uh, I think we had to close the door on that now. There's, we can't bring him back at thirty-five. No, nah, nah. does make to be,
1: sense. To be honest, I think Tom Heaton is an able deputy. He's fine.
0: Yeah, Tom Heaton played against Melbourne Victory, and he played yesterday against Real Varcano. I don't think he put a foot wrong. Yeah, he he looks like as long as that knee injury is isn't isn't going to come mm-hmm. back haunt him, I think mm-hmm. he will be um, very good. I don't sensitive. know what the
1: situation is with Nathan Bishop. I don't know if he's going out on loan or if he's going to be third choice.
0: Yeah, there's Kovitz there as well, isn't there? Uh, yeah, isn't...
1: yeah, he's there as well. So, yeah, I'm not too fast it, to be honest, because I remember there was links earlier in the window to Daniel Backman from Watford. <laughs> um, so I'm glad that's died down.
0: Yeah, I was just totally unnecessary. That, be...
1: Yeah, yeah, especially when we started looking into the stats a little bit as well and found that he had the exact same flaws as <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when it came to distribution and oh, all yeah, that kind right. of thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, not not coming off his line and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. um, so, just going to get on to <coughs> the, the Brighton game and what you think the starting 11 is going to be. Well, I think it, it's going to be, you know, it, it's become a bit harder to predict now after mm. um, people impressing yesterday in that game. But I'll, 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 I'll try and be positive on that pickback, Fred. Um, okay, so <laughs> De Gea, Dallo, Maguire, Martinez. Uh, or Martinez, I think that's how you're supposed to pronounce it. Um, uh, Malasaya, I think, it looks like he's going to start the game. Um, I say Fred, Erickson, Fernandez, Sancho, Marcel, and Rashford. Uh, what's what's your team?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm going to be that guy. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think all the players we want to see are going to start off on the bench. So, yeah, I think they're going to, yeah, we're going to see McFred. Uh, the defence, I don't know about, you know. Um I wouldn't be surprised, though, if Martinez starts on the bench as well. Um, you know, uh, as, as well as he's done, it's only one game. I don't know. I, I actually have no idea which back two pairing he's going to go with.
0: Yeah, I have a feeling that Maguire will be one of them. Yeah, yeah. It's I, a bit up
1: what, in the air, isn't it? I'd rather um, he wouldn't.
0: Like I said earlier, yeah. I want Ferran and, and Martinez to be the, the the starting two, but that won't happen. I don't think it'll mm. be Maguire and one other.
1: Um, yeah, the front three I think will definitely it will be uh, Sancho, Martial, and Rashford.
0: Yeah, there's no choice in yeah. this. Yeah, Ronaldo is miraculously going to start after no preseason.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I can't and, see that happening.
0: No, and and you'd just be pandering to him as well. You know, yeah,
1: he'll be been... he'll be on the bench. Or miraculously, you know, quote unquote, there'll be some kind of injury and you won't even mm-hmm. be in the squad.
0: <laughs> yeah. If if he's told on the Friday that you're not starting, yeah. you, he might not even turn up to Safford, honestly. Mm. Um, yeah, that's just the way he is, unfortunately. Um yeah, so what's your prediction for the game then? I know it's very hard because there's no real form to, be, yeah. to base anything on, you know. No, um, that's the
1: thing. That's the thing. Especially, uh, well, it's got just well, got sadly got to be better than the last time he played them. Um, no, I'm gonna be positive, I'm gonna be positive. Uh, yeah. I'll say 2 1.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not gonna be carried away. I'm not expecting mm. another result like last season where we beat Leeds 5 1 in the open. No. And I'll um, be hell of a turnaround from losing 4 0 to Brighton in May. Yeah. Um, I would say yeah, any kind of win here and it does me any any yeah. win any win does me yeah. Uh, for the first two games, yeah,
1: um, it's just important to keep a hundred percent record if possible going into that game week three, <laughs> which will be the real test of where we need to get to.
0: Yeah, I'll go for two one as well, um, but I don't care if it if it's like a one 0 win for United and it's a a ricochet off Shane Duffy and loops into a, the net. Yeah,
1: listen, I'll take an own goal from one of their players. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as we get three points on the board, that's that's all that will matter.
0: Definitely, um, but I'm sure the crowd will want to be entertained in the the first game of the season, like last season, and um, mm. would be. But th- th- that that kind of thing, if we went and blew Brighton away, suddenly everyone will get carried away thinking, "Whoa, it's here the Ten here is up and running, we're going to smash." <laughs> yeah,
1: that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, it happened last season. Um, you know, even uh, well, first first game was a uh, Leeds. And then we had Newcastle, which was Ronaldo's homecoming, so everyone got carried away with that. And even in that game, the warning signs were there, really, because uh, the scoreline didn't really reflect the overall performance. And it was really funny having watched the 90 minutes and then watching the highlights on Match of the Day. Um, If you just saw the Match of the Day highlights, you would think that United were on top throughout, but that wasn't the case at
0: all. No, we struggled for the first 45 minutes in that game. And yeah, there was large
1: parts where it really could have gone either way. It's just that we managed to take our chances.
0: And they equalised uh, Arthur Ronaldo's first goal in that game mm, as well. Mm. Um, I think we got two goals uh, towards the end of the match to put a bit of a gloss on the scoreline. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it was one of those where the warning signs were there. But then if you spoke up, then others were just like, oh, what are you complaining about? We're top of the league.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm sure even in the second game of the season the way to Southampton was it was shockingly yeah, yeah. such a come down from the 5 one 5 one against Leeds. Mm. And then uh that that Wolves game, the one just before Now's arrival. I think Daniel James started the match even though he left the next day. Yeah. Um the, you know they were horrendous in that game. Uh uh for it was like Varane was like there was a situation, I think I think it was Varan's first start, uh him and was it Lindelof partnering I him? I have
1: no idea how he came away with three points uh, in that yeah, Wolves game.
0: They, they, they were all over us in that game. Yeah, they were yeah. overt, overturning possession time and time again. Veran um, and Lindelof, I think it was, were in situations where they were on uh, three uh, on twos. Uh,
1: uh, dharma was causing all kinds of havoc. Uh, Trinkau too.
0: Yeah, and... It was, fred had a bit of a nightmare in that game as well did he mm. did he commit a foul in the box i think or something, we,
1: or really? uh, i think we had mm. a clearance
0: off the line as well didn't we yeah We stole it in, in yeah towards the end with uh, a player who's no longer available to us <laughs> um, which we won't get into <laughs> probably will never see him again mm. so yeah, so we're both predicting 2-1 win for United uh, yeah. against Brighton, so we, we have everybody has to be positive going into a new season, so even if you're a, a Fulham fan and you're playing Liverpool this weekend, you're still going to predict a, a win for Fulham uh, in the first game <laughs> of the season, aren't <laughs> <don't> you? <laughs> listen,
1: um, I mean, for Fulham, what, what a welcome back to the Premier League. Oh.
0: Yeah, it's brutal, isn't it?
1: Yeah, um, but the only thing I can say for them is, listen, after that, you know, you probably don't fear anyone else what... Well, maybe by City. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: yeah. As long as you don't get beat 9-0 or something. and well, the yeah. is shattered. Yeah. Um, but I tell you what, the first game of the season, um, Arsenal going to Southers Park, that has been asking and a half there for, for That's going
1: to be a great game. It's going to be a great yeah.
0: test. Yeah. And I think Palace had their number last season. Yeah. They had quite a lot of teams numbers last season. Yeah, they uh, did.
1: Yeah. Patrick Vieira did a very, very good job there last season. A lot of people last season, uh, We're predicting them to struggle and even get relegated. So you know, surprised a lot of people as well.
0: Yeah, I I, I predicted that they would go down last season. I didn't really read Mm. Vieira's coach based on his achievements, you know, prior to that at at, uh, At New New York and Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, he he surprised everybody last season, and I hope that continues for Palace going this season as well.
1: Yeah, you can Um, see
0: it in the kind of players that he's signing, the kind of uh, the football he wants to play as well. Did Gallagher go back there again for another season?
1: No, no, he's at Chelsea now. He's back at Chelsea. Right. Um, I don't know what's happening with him. Uh, I think they might keep him. You know,
0: wouldn't be surprised if he end up going back to Palace at the end of the window or something as well. But mm.
1: yeah, because mm-hmm. I can't see, I can't see him getting
0: that much game time at Chelsea. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, yeah so. Arsenal, didn't they get the Friday night kick-off last season as well, away to Brentford, and they lost? So.
1: Yeah, yeah, Brentford shot them last season. Uh, Arsenal, funny enough, lost their opening three games last season. They were rooted to the bottom of the table.
0: That's right, yeah. and <laughs> um, They done well to, to turn it around. Oh, they,
1: yeah, yeah, what a turnaround.
0: And, and nearly made top four.
1: Yeah, well, that was their own fault. They really dropped some points that they shouldn't have.
0: <laughs> yeah, I... And if it wasn't for Spurs, Harron, Antonio Conte, they might have made top four. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, yeah, we're hoping that United can get into the top four this season. That's all we're really expecting. We're not going to expect, not expect anything more than that. If we pick I mean, up to, a, to, a to be honest, I fantastic. think,
1: yeah, I mean, even even fourth this coming season, I think will be quite an achievement for United. Um, hey, look, honestly, yeah. if you ask me realistically, I think we're going to be somewhere between fifth and eighth. Yeah
0: we need to make two or three more signings to even give us a chance of making fourth
1: yeah that's what it is because um the top two aren't going to change they're there and then the other two uh chelsea and spurs are probably for me in a much better position to finish there again um i know chelsea did horribly last season and they fell off but you know thomas tuchel was a good manager and despite all of their issues you know they're, they're making signings and they're still actively trying to get people in the in the market. Uh, Raheem Sterling is an astute piece of piece of business. You know we're out here being quoted seventy, eighty million for Anthony, where uh, Raheem Sterling is still only twenty seven years old, uh, very decorated, accomplished, Premier League proven talent, and they got him for forty seven and a half million.
0: Yeah, and, and that's exactly why we should turn around to clubs like Ajax and say, listen, look what they got Sterling for. Listen, we're not paying yeah. that for Anthony.
1: Honestly, for, honestly, for that I wouldn't have minded it had we gone in for him. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't know if uh, if they would have done business with us there, mind you, but you know, <laughs> no,
0: I, I doubt there's been too many players in history who played for Liverpool, Man City, and Manchester United. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: I've heard through the grapevine that Raheem actually was a United fan growing up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I heard that as well. Didn't he? He grew up not far from Wembley. I understand. Mm. Um, yeah, but, so, um,
1: um, yeah. So with him, you know, they're going to be they're going to be a threat. He's um, he's played for
0: three of the top four now.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, he's trying to trying to do what Nicholas Anelka did. Yeah. <laughs> Anelka played yeah. for, for everyone, didn't he? Because oh. yeah, he was yeah. at Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, and Bolton. Man City. <laughs> but yeah. before City, were anywhere. <laughs>
0: But we had to thank Anelka. He won us the Champions League in in (laughs) Oed. Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, And then Spurs, obviously, you know, Conte is a here and now manager. We know this. And yeah, he's already, he's put together. For me, Spurs have got probably one of the best front threes in the league. I think it probably isn't talked about enough. Um, And then, you know, Basuma's a very astute signing who comes in. Uh, yeah, they've addressed the wing back positions as well. Centre back wise, I'm not a big fan of uh, Longley, uh, but at least they've got someone in.
0: <laughs> yeah, we need the young on a striker to give us a chance. Um, and yeah. the way the way I look at it at the minute, if you base base it on last season on the transfer window, mm. we're I would make us favourites to finish sixth, to be honest with you.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, at this point, moment in time, it's not even about where we finish in the league. All I'm looking for is for them to establish a style and system. That's all I want to see. So as long as I can see that there's progress being made, or what the manager is trying to work towards, I'll be on board with it. So that's what it is.
0: Yeah, I, I'm willing to tolerate, you know, losing games. And um, if we're seeing, you know, a lot of games where where you're seeing tin hog style of football being implemented we're battering teams 4-0 playing the tin hog way Mm. and we're seeing that on a regular basis but also i know we're going to lose games as well but i will accept that you know kind of the 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 process
1: absolutely i think for me there's a there's a manner in which you lose so that's what i'll be looking for yeah i don't want to say we do drop points
0: yeah, no more four 0s and five 0s against. City yeah, no,
1: yeah. no, no, or against Watford or anyone. <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: Watford, Brighton, all those Brighton, teams. Brighton, you
1: know? yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. That needs to end. Um. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah, and like you were uh, saying as well, uh, cup runs would be fantastic. Um, the Europa League is one that I would really like us to take seriously. It could be our best chance to get back into the Champions League due to the amount of competition in the league.
0: Yeah, we'll also if we're still in the Europa League in March and and we're not in the top four, we'll have to evaluate that situation. Yeah. Look look which basket we're going to put our eggs into, Mm. um, like Mourinho did uh, five years ago. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, so it's already looking like an uphill task even to get into the top four this season.
1: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. especially the way this window
0: is going. Yeah, so like I say, I just want to see you want to see a lot of. we're going to lose games, but you want to see a lot of really good performances that reflect Tin Hag's style of football. Mm. Um, last season, we got there was hardly any good performances at all. So there was no sign of any kind of style of play or, or structure or philosophy at the club. And there probably hasn't been for a while. So yeah, um, yeah,
1: well, that's what it is. They're, up, they're yeah, you know, they're upending everything. They're just uprooting and changing everything from from the ground up. So yeah, it's going to take yeah. time to build.
0: It, well I'm expect what I'm hoping to see is what we saw in the first couple of years with Klopp at Liverpool. You, you would see games where they would blow teams away 4-0, mm. playing Klopp style of play, and you're thinking, yes, he's building something. And then there was the old game where they would lose one or two 0 and hopefully yeah. that's going to happen because he hasn't got the, the, the team in yet. Yeah, because
1: he hasn't got the personnel that he wants and you know that takes time.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. But then if we finish fifth or sixth, there's gonna be a clamour of of on very impatient fans are going to say no i'm sorry he's not good enough he has to go we're not in the top for him. i just
1: yeah see you just have to ignore those people i just think people you need to be realistic
0: yeah you absolutely do yeah.
1: yeah it's all good and well being unhappy with where we are and saying you know we need to demand better but it's a process it is a process i know it's cliche and people don't like that word uh mm-hmm. but you know um it is a new regime and also another thing as well uh, people get tired of this talk of rebuild well i mean teams need to get rebuilt every couple of years it is it is a never-ending process
0: yeah definitely even even it's mount say you have a wee bit of a mini rebuild and, and uh...
1: yeah i mean this is the thing even at the highest levels
0: you know nobody rests on their laurels even the top teams who are winning uh have to rebuild
1: and uh, reshape
0: yeah, definitely. Even when we won the the league and the Champions League, we brought in Berbatov. You know, to supplement yeah. the squad. Yeah, yeah. And um, yes, yeah, so we'll wrap it up there. Um, we're we're we we're, we're quietly confident going into the Brighton game, but we're still a bit fed up at the moment with the lack of transfer activity. And we know absolutely
1: we, that's exactly what it is. Um, the only thing I would say, um, I totally understand Ten Hag wanting a particular type of player and not settling for anything else. But come deadline day, I wonder if there's one or two last minute deals that could be struck, perhaps for free agents or, you know, to actually look at some value in the market type deals.
0: Yeah. Get a gallo back in. That's what I say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not quite where I was going, but yeah, you get the idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's room for a surprise. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, there was one actually. will um, mention it this is going to be a bit controversial um i might be 50 50 so uh memphis Depay.
0: yeah <laughs> um, I, w- I wouldn't mind him coming in the supplement the squad and i think he'd be yeah. up for that himself as well
1: yeah um, yeah because uh, i mean i've heard rumors uh that barca might be willing to let him go but obviously if we show interest they're gonna want 50 million aren't they <laughs> and the um, question is
0: what wages has he owed from Barcelona before he can be released?
1: (laughs) Yeah, all that stuff as well. So, um, I mean, if it is a reasonable amount, I would not mind taking a punt on him. Um, I think, obviously, the Dutch connection is there. Uh, He's very versatile. He can play across the front three, left wing, right wing, up front. So that might be an astute bit of business if we could get him. And obviously, he's grown as a player since he was last year. And he will have a point to prove.
0: Yeah. Um with that I mean we were given Barcelona maybe a combined 120 million euros or something. Um I could see a scenario where we maybe take one of them on loan and buy one of them in terms of De Jong and Memphis Depay. Let's see. You know, uh, I yeah,
1: I would not mind that at all. One or two loan signings could be what we need to, you know, tie us over this
0: coming season. Yeah, and if pay doesn't, if he'd got Depay on loan and it didn't work out, yeah. then we're not not—we're not stuck with him. Yeah, you don't, yeah, exactly. Um,
1: yeah, look what Barca did with Adama Traore. I thought that was a random signing when they got him. Um, but, you know, they're not keeping him.
0: Yeah, 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 that's a good example. And he did a job. Okay, uh, we'll wrap it up there. If everyone could uh, subscribe to the podcast, um, comment your thoughts down below and smash a like on the video. And we'll see everyone again on Sunday night after the Brighton game. See you later, brush. Take care.